Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com. Hello. And welcome to Why Are People Into That Live at the Pleasure Chest in New York City. (laughs) Yeah, you guys can come hang out or just clap from there for posterity. Oh, oh yeah. Oh, nice. Oh, hey guys. Yeah. Come on over. Oh yeah. No, it's 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 fine. It's casual. Uh, we encourage shopping and looking around. In the, there's a lot to look at in the pleasure chest. So, hello everyone. I'm Tina Horn, and why are people into that? Is my slutty, kinky, queer, perverted as fuck sexuality podcast. I've been producing and hosting Why Are People Into That 100% independently for going on five years now. Oh my god. I know. <laughs> and in in the past year, I have been recording some episodes live in front of a studio audience and a bunch of butt plugs <laughs> who are very, very good listeners and never talk back. Um, and, you know, so the main difference between the regular Wired People Into That podcast and the live show um, is that instead of choosing one sexuality topic, we usually cover uh, three or more. And instead of one guest, I have two. So my guests today are Ariel. Say hi. Hi. And Bahar. Say hi. Hello. Bahar works here at the Pleasure Chest, but we will get to that. So let me tell you a little bit about both of them. So Ariel Agozi. It did great. Great. <laughs> is a writer and social influencer. That's a flex to call yourself a social influencer. It's been a wild ride. Are you a good influence, a bad influence? I don't know. Well, that <laughs> remains to be, to be seen. Yeah, exactly. TBD. Um, okay, so writer and social influencer who uses her platform to destigmatize and decolonize sex, bodies, and society. Hell yes. She believes our personal liberation is entwined with everyone else's and that feminism isn't a thing unless it's intersectional. Fuck yes. She's written for and been featured in publications you've probably heard about and just launched a video campaign with a brand helping teens navigate their first periods. We are going to come back to that topic very soon. She is now director of content at, is it pronounced Raxo? At she is now director of content at Raxo, a woman of color owned and run creative agency. She's also a witch. <laughs> Everybody true. give it up for Ariel. <laughs> Quit. Ariel, will you define intersectionality for the folks at home? Oh, gosh. Basically, just how every part of you intersects with the other. You can't, you can't just pick and choose one piece of you, you know, whether that's oppression, whether that's pleasure, whether that's identity, whatever it is, merging everything as one and understanding that, you know, race, class, gender, all the things, you can't be free in one if you're not free in all of them. 
Oh yeah, that's a great definition. I love that. Ariel and I actually met on a photo shoot for B Vibe, which is a company that makes all kinds of sex toys, um, but is known for their butt plugs. Um, so I want to ask you: Do you have a favorite butt toy, or like a funny story, or like do you want to talk about like your first butt toy? Just like give us give us something you know, about like, butts. It's your prompt of my prompt. It's really funny because I talk about all sorts of things under the sun and under the sheets and all the things. I've actually never owned a butt toy. Oh. I've never had one up my butt. You're in the right place. Yeah. I know, right? I'm like, <laughs> so many adventures to be had. Yeah. And so I feel like I document my journey and my experiences and just being able to talk about it more openly and with, you know, other people who have similar or very different experiences. And I feel very comfortable talking about things, but that doesn't mean that I've done everything. That's good. I think that people have the misconception that folks who are social influencers or are mm-hmm. are thought leaders or educators like are automatically experienced and confident about everything and we're actually human and that makes us good at what we do rather than yeah I hope so sometimes I'm like oh my goodness like I have to talk about this and I've never done it or whatever it is but I noticed that it's something I try to do at least on Instagram a lot is be like hey, just because I talk about this doesn't mean I do this or doesn't mean I'm not nervous about it or doesn't mean that I want to try this, but but I'm scared or, you know, whatever it is. So uh, what do you, are you curious about butt stuff? <laughs> like converting you? Oh my God, please convert me. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I feel like, okay. I've Bahar had, is ready. This is my specialty. <laughs> I'm so excited to hear. <laughs> I have had male partners before and I feel like, twice they've tried to put their penis in my butt and it just felt like a reverse poop and then I was like okay in this moment I didn't like it but that was a few years ago and now I feel like I'm much more open Mm. and with the right partner I feel like I'd be ready to go or with no partner at all exactly Exactly. (laughs) okay maybe we'll we'll come back to that uh so to speak uh in through the outdoor But stuff. <laughs> Jotting it down. Yes. Just another bullet point. Um, so let me introduce Bahar. Bahar Bahar Lu mm-hmm. is a sex educator and the assistant manager of the Pleasure Chest in the Upper East Side, which is where we are right now. She is a queer femzy. I really like that. Femzy. <laughs> Iranian American power slut. Also love that. You yes. guys have fucking great bios <laughs> her favorite topics include normalizing sexuality and kink busting myths and demystifying taboos and the dogs she just can't own right now i super relate to that i have a problem <laughs> that, i have a really big problem it must be a problem with the cute puppies next door oh, to this shop it's awful i literally put blinders on when i walk by because i can't <laughs> they want you they want you to take them home oh, i want them interestingly enough Bahar's favorite toy in the whole store, besides the Enjoy Pure Wand, is the B-Vibe rimming plug. So oh. would, will, you, will you pitch us on, oh, on this plug? I would love to. Um, it's, it's a bigger plug. Oh, yes. So, so. <laughs> Thanks oh. for Vanna whiting us yes, in the back. Yes, very nice. Did you, just, did you just get that? Oh, hell score, yeah. Score, well, score, you won today. We're going to tell you all about your future. Yeah. <laughs> it is my, it is like, the, it's the best toy to show to people too because when I show people, and sometimes I'll say like, it's a rimming plug and they'll be like, okay, and then I'll give it to them and I'll turn it on and, you know, it's literally, the, the magic is that in the neck of the toy, the neck before the bulb part, so a butt plug has three parts. There's a flared base, a little stem neck, and then a bulb. And it's, it's meant to stay inside of you 
whereas some other butt toys go in and out, this stays inside. And in the neck part, it has these little rotating rollers that rim you. It literally goes beep, 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 beep. So right, right in your sphincter, in your anal cavity, you're feeling this massage. It's feeling like this little, not, it's not like a tongue. I can't say it's like a tongue, and we always relate rimming to tongues, but it is right at the, at the where all your nerves, all that little hotbed of nerves are, it's massaging you. Um, and I just love showing it to people because when they feel it, they, they, they kind of always dismiss me and say like, okay, it rims you, and then they feel it, and they go, oh. Like they, it's the most tactile like they'll feel it and then they'll understand. So yeah, it's an amazing, it's an amazing toy. It's my, one of my favorites. It's, it's a little bigger, so it's definitely not like a beginner if you're like just starting to enter the backdoor world. But um, you're glowing talking. Oh, about. my favorite. <laughs> mm-hmm. I'm so proud. I'm so proud of it. <laughs> yeah. Hell yes. I actually haven't tried it. I, and I love butt plugs and rimming and massages. So really, I'm like the ideal consumer mm. of this mm. of this toy. It vibrates too. Don't worry. Oh, oh great. <laughs> You're not. <laughs> yeah, cool. Awesome. Uh, Bahar, what do you what do you do when you're not here working at the pleasure chest? Oh, God, I'm always here. <laughs> um, what do I do when I'm not here? I don't know, just chill. I go to a lot of music shows. Cool. Um, I write my own music. Hell yeah, um, what do you play? Um, I play a little bunch of like smattering of things, but like I cool. just like to sing. That's my main, like I, my dream is just to find someone who will do all the playing and mm. I can just sing in front of them. So you're like at home with the mic and headphone yeah. situation. Yes, exactly, yeah. <laughs> do you like karaoke? Yeah, I love karaoke. Oh, okay. We'll I love karaoke. Talk. Yeah, definitely, definitely. Okay, sweet. Well, it's weird when you're when you like to sing and you're good at it. Mm. Some people don't want to hear you sing when you're going to hear you. I'll be like, no, no, not you. Someone else. <laughs> yeah. I feel like that's the thing that's beautiful about karaoke is that it's about a communal celebration of music. And so if you're good at singing, sometimes it's nice to be in a place that's not like a recital yes. where you can like feel the like love of the song or like sing something that is not usual that you love, but you would never actually like that you like listening to and anyway oh you know and then if you like really fucking can't sing that's like also your chance it's about how much you love the song too. exactly that's karaoke is like this song is so good totally i want to stand in front of a million strangers and sing it agreed agreed i always uh bring the sex podcast back to karaoke so i'm gonna i'm gonna <laughs> i'm gonna steer us away uh from there and i, I okay so the topic that we are gonna dive into today is a really expansive one, and uh, and I and I chose it because because of Ariel, um, because I know that she has done a lot of writing about it. Uh, you've you've somehow like stumbled into being an expert in in period sex. I don't know how that ever happened, but <laughs> here we are. <laughs> so, and we haven't actually we've I did an episode about blood, but that was a little bit more about like kinky blood play, um, mm-hmm. like knife play and, and needle play, um, and any any kind of play that is about like intentionally breaking the skin for like sadomasochistic or like control purposes. And we did talk. I feel like menstruation has come up on the show as a feminist sex show is like, uh, like it's likely to do. But I don't know if we've ever like sat down and been like, why are people into period sex or like periods in general? I mean, I, I think we generally have a negative association with periods um, and the way that they make us feel. But how can periods make us feel good? That's a beautiful question. Um, I feel like a lot of what I've written and talked about 
doesn't have so much to do with why are people into it, but more how can we open up the conversation about maybe trying it or not being, you know, not shaming ourselves for wanting it or our partners not shaming us for wanting it or for just having a normal functioning body. Right, like there's a ton of of like stigma and frankly like socially accepted repulsion that we have to get through before we can even think Think about it as like a positive like a thing that if we had the choice between like getting rid of it or continuing to have it that we might actually be like no this has like a a, like a positive role to play in my life not just something that I'm trying to like make better because I have to put up with it 100% I mean I had uh, PCOS polycystic ovarian syndrome for I guess like two or three years uh, maybe like five years ago and so I went through maybe like it was like a year that I didn't get my period and I would you know go through have all the PMS symptoms and I have PMDD whatever all these acronyms um lots of discomfort but I wouldn't get my period and so finally when I started getting it back I was like oh my gosh like my body is back to normal it's being healthy like look at this beautiful thing that's coming out of me and just being able to to just be grateful for it again that even I mean I have like terrible periods but I'm just grateful because it means my body's working. And That's I was like, cool. Wow, for so long people have been telling me that like this is the worst, and I have to hide like my tampons from my brother when I was younger, and like all this shit. And I'm like, dope. Like my body is doing its thing, and nobody can tell me otherwise. Cool. Yeah. Bahar, do you have do you have a story that you'd like to tell? <laughs> I, I do actually. I was with my partner, and she and I were just starting to like, you know really really explore we were like always like hovering around each other and you know the way the gaze kind of were just like ah, you know oh yeah so the, the gazing at each other across yeah, rooms like, like in the movie carol yeah, yeah. which is just a lot of looking at each other <laughs> yes like, oh my crush is here i'm gonna go to the next room and just pretend like but yeah so we finally like, accepted that we like wanted to touch each other um and then you know it explodes in this like like virulent like like a really intense you know, and um, I was going down on her and um, really like going down on her. Because if you're not, if you're, if you can see your nose, you're not doing it right. Word. Right. We took a little break and I was like, I'm going to go get out and get a glass of water. And because I I was feeling a little dry. Yeah. Hydration is very important. Yeah. And she's like, I'll be here waiting for you. And I was like, okay, great. And, but, and she was relaxed and she wasn't, she didn't look at me and I left and I go outside and I had a roommate and I go outside to get a glass of water and he, and I'm wearing like a little cover and he looks at me and I just have blood all over, all over my face, my, down my neck, like just covering my entire face. As it should be. And I I was just like, so casually just like, what's up? Like, (laughs) And he looked so mortified. He was like, what are you doing in there? And I was like, what do you mean? And he, and he like, you know, went to the mirror. And so I was just like, oh, she got her period. And I go inside and I, you know, she was just like, what happened? Because she just like looks up and sees my face. And I was like, yeah, did you get your period? And she's like checking. And she's like, no. And I was like, what? And we were just like, what's going on? Turns out I was going so hard that I gave myself a nosebleed. <laughs> I know, I know. Wow, thank you for coming to my TED Talk. Yes. That was... <laughs> That's brilliant. That's really brilliant. That, was, that was well done. I was not expecting yes. that, that turn. And we, we didn't let it stop us. That's uh, the best part. <laughs> um, so you're not doing cunnilingus right? 
until you until, give yourself a nose plate. Until you break your nose off. <laughs> yes. So the year that I moved to New York, uh, I went to this event called the Miss Les pageant. Has anybody <laughs> been to Miss Les? Yeah. It stands for Miss Lower East Side, but it also stands for the greatest lesbian in New York City, right? <laughs> Is it like a thing on Les Mis, but it's Miss Les? Maybe. That's probably. Is there a musical uh, element? It's, a, it's okay. gay, so probably. Okay, yeah. <laughs> if it's gay, Les Mis is probably involved. <laughs> and the thing I always say about this experience is that I went because this girl that I was dating was competing, and this pageant was so good that by the end, I was like rooting for like two or three people other than the girl I was dating because like that like that's how that's how and she was good but like the other people were like so fucking good that I was like I'm not gonna tell her but I kind of think this other person is like should win the girl I was dating stripped the for the bikini like part of this pageant stripped out of a shark suit and was like wearing like a little sort of like beach blanket bingo outfit yeah. underneath but like was like a shark and then like stripped out of a shark suit and she was like still like top that? third or fourth best yeah <laughs> anyway so it's so one of the ways that you that you top it i'll tell you <laughs> is that every so everybody's supposed to have a platform right and so this this uh one woman <laughs> chose for her platform period sex and she gave you know they give their like miss america speech where it's like well why why have you chosen this platform and why is this important and she was like well i just think that period sex is so underrepresented and underappreciated and like she like listed all these like really really good reasons like if you are feeling shitty you should have a bunch of orgasms because then you will feel better that's one also lube so much lube already there right <laughs> confronting your mortality and like accepting that like you know the body is just like a gross disgusting thing like let's go for it uh just like dive right in and like revel in the repulsiveness the abject uh repulsiveness of, of the body and just all the stuff that i was like yes yes totally and then all of her outfits for like the formal wear the bathing suit uh, competition like everything she made out of menstrual products so she wore a bikini made of tampons and so all of the tampons like pointed out so all of their little uh strings were like tassels and she would like do a dance and like the little like tampon oh, tassels would like bounce around and then she had this like elaborate ball gown made of pads and she like came out and like you know strutted down the stage and like posed and, and stuff in her formal wear and then gave this big smile and she had like those fake blood no, pills in her mouth so, so cool. she like grinned breaking the pills in her mouth blood you know fake blood i think um, starts dri starts dribbling down her face and onto the dress, which then, of course, expands as as pads are designed to do. I bring up the story because you know New York queer history, but also. I don't even know her name. I hope she's listening. If you're listening, hit me up. <laughs> Google and see those pictures. Yeah, yeah. It's probably Googleable. This was not that long ago. We had the internet then. I think I had considered all of those things before. But I don't know if I had ever witnessed somebody just being so committed and blatantly declaring her love of a thing and just being like, this is beautiful and wonderful and I'm going to advocate for it. A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot maybe your new best friend. 
but what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare tri-term medical plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare tri-term medical plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Keep the Valentine's Day love alive through the winter with Pleasure Chest Pleasure Ed Workshops. New Yorkers can stop by the flagship 7th Avenue West Village store on Thursday, February 21st at 8 p.m. for Power Up Your Sex Life. Sex specialist Carly will show you all the ways to incorporate toys into your love life, the best toys for getting off with a partner, and how to keep the pleasure going all year round. On Wednesday, February 27th, New Yorkers should head uptown to the 2nd Avenue store on the Upper East Side for Whip It Real Good, an impact play workshop also at 8 p.m. Pleasure Chest Pleasure Ed workshops in New York City, L.A., and Chicago are always open to folks of all genders and orientations. They make excellent date nights with romantic partners or friends, and they're also very welcoming to solo explorers. Most events are free, and when you attend, you receive 15% off any purchases. To find out more about this and other workshops, follow Pleasure Chest on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook, or visit PleasureChest.com. Now, on with the show. Periods often suck. I don't know if this is, like, news to any of you, but there are, <laughs> there are many reasons that the inconvenience of... Uh, bleeding out of your holes, um, all of the attendant uh, uh, cramps and weird cravings and hormones and just bloating and like things that happen. Uh, and it happens like so often. You're like, how am I getting anything done? Um, and, and, and yet I am, um, which, you know, uh, really gives us an advantage when you think about it. It sucks, it's inconvenient, and it's painful. And I'm personally like not ever planning on having children. So sometimes I'm like, this is like also pointless. This is not like going, this is not leading anywhere for me, right? If we could choose to completely get rid of it, what would make us choose to continue to have it? Like what are not only the ways that we can cope with how shitty it is, but actually like appreciate it for the like natural phenomenon that it is. Reading Cunt, which I don't know if anyone here has ever read, by Inga Musia. I think that's right. Um, when I was in college, and I remember reading it, and like now I do all the things that she talks about, but back when I was reading it, I was like, whoa, like that's really, she's like really intense. Like she had her like period towel, so she would never wear anything, I don't think she would use menstrual products, she would just like wrap a towel around when she like she was home, she would just stay home and just like bleed on the towel, um, which I do now. Also feed her plants, blood, which I, whatever, all the things. <laughs> Wait, explain this to people, for, for people who have never lived in a vegan co-op. <laughs> so have I, that's definitely where I learned about about that. We had, we had a mason jar for it. Anyway, so uh, go on. Brilliant. Um, if you use menstrual cups, that's also a great way to, to collect blood. Um, so blood has, you know, a bunch of awesome properties that plants love. So do ants. Um, lots of nitrogen. So actually, if you, you can either mix it with water or sometimes, maybe it was like too intense for my plants because I feel like I like killed off my plants doing this, but I would pour it directly <laughs> onto the plants and you see all the little ants kind of coming and eating all the sugar. Anyways, plants oh. love blood. Yeah, it's so cool. But back to Kunt or Inga. I remember her talking about just like 
the amazing phenomenon of being able to change her space without doing anything. So when she was on her period, she'd just like walk into a room and just stand there. And then all of a sudden, oh my God, the floor changed because now there's blood all over it. And she's like, I did that. Like I did that with my body. Like I just changed the space. <laughs> and I just love that idea so much. Just being able to like impose ourselves in this like really beautiful natural way and just like being able to like I could just sit here and all of a sudden and it's happened before also. Like I'll bleed all over. I bleed a lot. And like my bed is full of blood stains and I've sat on a chair at like a family gathering really fancy and I get up and I'm like shit that white cushion is now red because of you because of me but I'm like yeah because of me like I my body just did that cool and it's also I don't know that you know it having your period or not having your period it's not about that but I think if you do have your period being able to sort of like we're talking about like find the reasons to find power in it when for so long it's sort of been taken away from us or or put us down yeah 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 Bahar? Yeah, I feel like, I mean, just in the day-to-day here, there just are a lot of expectations of what pussy's supposed to be, mm-hmm. what it's supposed to be, or what, you know, just like supposed to be, Yeah. Um, what it's supposed to smell like, what it's supposed to taste like, yeah. and then periods too, what it's supposed to be like. Um, and that's even more mysterious because, you know, systemat- we're taught to hide it and not yeah. talk about it. So, like, pussy bleeds sometimes. And I feel like... All the fucking time. All the time. Yeah. <laughs> all the time. Depending... I mean, some people don't. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, I just feel like... Well, I mean, like, body hair. Mm. You know, people grow hair. It's just, like, these expectations that are just, like, pushing us down or making us feel like we're not normal. Making us feel that we're, we're weird or different. Um, and I feel like periods have been the brunt of that a lot because it's like you're bleeding, so you're like this weird alien now that no one can touch. Mm-hmm. Or, you know what I mean? Like, you yeah. have to, you know, whatever, red tent, like, <laughs> put yourself away. I, I compare it to body hair because I never shaved growing up. I was never taught to shave. I mean, like, I, you know, no one was like, you need to shave. So, like, you know, I definitely went through the growing pains of that because people were always like, you know, would dart to my armpits when, mm. you know, like you can see that, like mm-hmm. for people who don't shave, I don't, it's a, we all know this. It's like when you are in, like having a conversation with someone and you lift your arm, you can see people will sort of like, whoa, they'll see your armpit hair. Yeah. So like that being a thing kind of informs this idea of like being on your period and then like talking to someone about like, or like getting hot with someone and then just being like, oh, I have my period. And if it's like this thing where we're just like, oh, okay, then we'll stop. Or if it's like shrug. You know, or like, like great, yeah, or great, cool, yeah. I feel like it's just the expectation of what we're supposed to hide away and keep clean, or what how different we feel, even though we're just doing our body's doing what it's meant to do. You know, yeah, absolutely. You know, that's I can I feel like that's why like people like celebrating it, feeling like this is a thing that I love that I have. Like also celebrating like if you're not into having babies, like yay, <laughs> uh, yeah, the here's the sign. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Here's yeah. the the big red flag <laughs> or whatever the sign. So like yeah, just having like finding all the pros of having it and being like this is great. Totally. Um, so yeah, yeah. I. Ugh. I had a boyfriend in college, and so I had sex really or penetrative sex very like much later than most of my friends. Um, so this was really like the first partner that I was like learning to have sex with, but was already sort of informed enough in like my feminism to understand that I was supposed to receive pleasure, but like I wasn't getting it. So when I'd communicate it, but then he'd get mad at me, and I'm just like I don't know how this is supposed to work. Anyways, 
he like wasn't <laughs> we've all we've been there <laughs> he wasn't really into periods um and he was kind of into like making me feel bad about them so that i felt like when i had my period there was no point of me coming over there was no point of me being around him because i was like well i'm on my period i don't know um and i remember i bleed a lot and so I'm on my period and he has these, I feel like it was like navy sheets or something. And so I'm like sitting like perched on like the corner of his bed to make sure that like I don't bleed on it, being really careful. And so I get up to leave to go home and I'm like, oh shit, like there's like this big stain on his bed and like he is super anti-period. So I like cover his sheets, like I'm like cross my fingers, hope he doesn't see and like I leave and I'm so nervous. And I see him the next day and he walks up to me, he's like, Ariel, oh my God, it was so disgusting. Like I saw on my bed, I thought, I thought... It was your period bell all over my bed. Like, I was so grossed out. I was about to throw up. He's like, but I realized I had a cut on my toe, and it was just it was just my toe blood. So oh, like, my we're all God. Good. <laughs> my toe blood. And I was like, bro, and I don't know. I don't think I broke up with him right then, but it was shortly thereafter, and I was just like, but the thing is, it wasn't even, my reaction wasn't even like, fuck you. It was like, mm. oh, my God, thank goodness he didn't, like, find me out. Yeah, you know? yeah. Which, like, whatever. I have lots of feelings about that, but... I think we all do in this room. <laughs> yeah, that was yeah. super shitty. And so I'm like, I don't want anyone to ever feel that ever. I don't want me to ever feel that ever. Yeah, that reminds me of a time that I went home with this guy and we were doing it. And then I started bleeding and I was like, yeah, it, you know, like whatever, <laughs> whatever, you know, like I'm used to this. And, uh, like I said, you know, like, oh, it's more thanks for grabbing the lube, me, you know, uh, and, uh, and, and, uh, and he, like, didn't notice, I think on, maybe, like, until the next morning, like, I noticed, because this is my body, but, like, he didn't notice until we woke up and, and there was blood everywhere, and then he was like, Ugh, you know, and I was like, oh, yeah, whatever. Oops. I don't think it's, oops, yeah, exactly. Yeah. And um, I kept, was I like so cavalier about, <laughs> about like not cleaning up? Probably. I don't know. I'm an <laughs> asshole. But, um, <laughs> <laughs> but so then, and we had like, uh, I had been like friends with benefits, whatever. We had like slept together a few times and I like thought that everything was chill and then he like I don't think we even called it ghosting back then my lord this was like over 10 years ago um yeah he like ghosted me like all of a sudden there was like no responses to my messages being like you up he like wasn't up uh <laughs> and uh, uh and I like never saw him around and like didn't see him and I was just like okay well whatever I guess he's over it literally never occurred to me that it had anything to do with the fact that I got blood on his dick and then um and then I ran into him at a party like a year later and he was like super happy to see me and being kind of flirty and I was like hi nice to see you but also like what happened like like what the fuck dude like oh now you're you know what i, I don't know anyway I, I i was like both like into flirting back but also feeling standoffish about his behavior and he was like oh well i mean you know i just like freaked out you know you know 
how it is. Oh, bummer. And I was like, what? About what? <laughs> like, I've, like, bled 12 times since then. Like, what are you talking about, you know? And, uh, and he was like, well, like, you know, like, when you, you know, remember. And I, like, well, made him like, say. like, censoring himself. He can't even say, like, yeah. you know, that thing that you did. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, and I was like, oh, that? That's why you didn't call me? And just like what you were saying about your your college boyfriend, like, I had a similar experience of feeling like embarrassed, just like this sort of like deep, like embarrassment that I, um, not even that I, that my body did that, but that, that I didn't realize that I should have been more ashamed or apologetic, like, and that I had always just thought that he was an asshole, but then it was like, oh no, it was because of me that Mm -hmm. I like didn't have that person as a booty call anymore. And then it took like, more time after that for me to like look back on the situation and be like oh no 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 no, no. actually I was right the first time like he was an asshole but also like because he freaked out I have a much more vivid memory of how like at the time I don't remember thinking that it was like particularly erotic that I was bleeding everywhere I was it was like the sex was good and I was bleeding. But then after I found out that he had freaked out and didn't want to sleep with me anymore because I bled all over his dick, now when I think about that night, I'm like, that was so fucking hot when I bled all over that guy's <laughs> cock. And Oliver's sheets and didn't even get a towel or like, fucking Bye. offered of dry cleaning bills. I hope he had to get a new fucking mattress, asshole. Anyway, I hope you're listening too. I guess the moral of all these... Uh, this little sharing red tent sharing circle is uh, like, what's your problem, everybody? I mean, and I think, I, you know, okay, so like, let's, let's take a step back. I think that sometimes people are uncomfortable when their partner is bleeding because they don't bleed, right? Like they don't know in, in their body what it is like to menstruate and for their uh, genitals to gush blood and viscera, basically, right? <laughs> Tissue. <laughs> Tissue. Oh yeah. Chunky sometimes. It's, totally. It's, you, you say that, but we have to fucking have it in our pants, man. <laughs> um, yeah. So, so, so you're, if you're like not like used to it or familiar with it, then I can understand that it's like, whoa. Well, yeah. I feel like the only time people who don't bleed see blood is when there's something wrong. That's a really mm-hmm. good point. It's right? like, like I hurt myself. Or like, you know what I mean? It's like an issue. Oh yeah, or, or like this. We see our own blood every, like every time. All the time. Yeah. Yeah. All yeah. The time. yeah. Yeah. So I, I can understand the like fight or flight response of like this is a catastrophe, <laughs> but like also, <laughs> but also like, it's not a catastrophe though. Like we've got this. So <laughs> we have like so many methods of dealing with it, and um, including ibuprofen. Shout out to ibuprofen. Oh yeah, hell yeah. Um, but uh. <laughs> But also weed, shout out to weed. Also shout out to like a good dicking or like a Hitachi or like put it in my butt if you don't want blood on your cock. Anyway. Or play games. <laughs> what, like, like, you know, like red oh, yeah. games? Yeah, yeah, like finger paint, finger painting. Finger painting. <laughs> I, I fortunately actually have most my partners who don't bleed who, uh, you know, I've never had the encounter of having someone who was like, ew. Cool. So That's like, beautiful. yeah, a blessing on them. Um, but yeah, we'd totally. play games where we'd do like little mushroom stamp games. 
Yeah, I mean, if you're in the shower, like... Yeah, I feel like it forces you to... Not forces anything, but it allows you to be mm. a lot more creative. And yeah. Inventive. This is like a whole different material yeah. for you to work with, yeah. people. <laughs> My own crimson paint. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Oh, God. Burnt sienna. <laughs> oh, Lord. <laughs> that's, that's amazing. Yeah. Yeah. And then, but the, and then the other interesting thing is like, if you bleed and you have partners who bleed, then sometimes there's this interesting interplay of like it like internalized misogyny or like internalized like shame about blood mm-hmm. which can be like if you don't bleed I'm willing to give you just like a little bit of like it's not it's cool bro it's not a catastrophe yeah. is your fight or flight response like dying down now okay get back mm-hmm. down there yeah <laughs> break your nose <laughs> nobody's gonna be able to tell the difference if you break your nose <laughs> <laughs> uh, your blood to my blood and see. <laughs> mix them together i mean i suppose that we should um acknowledge you know bloodborne pathogens and um oh, yes. you know i mean there there is well, we can we can get to that but but the point that i'm trying to make is like okay i can appreciate if um you know as maybe if you're younger and you haven't had as many as many partners like etc cetera, etc cetera, you can like give a little bit of accommodation to like okay take a breath and now like let's or like let's get in the shower so that if you're having like a visceral response to the viscera like that we can still be getting that I am not now untouchable and we can be like getting it on with some nice silicone lube like while everything is like washing away cool 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 um I guess some people get faint when they see blood okay that's maybe a thing but when you like when your partner also like has that experience and and they are repulsed by you like that's that's I don't know I've had that experience too and that is harder to deal with because it's like like body shame yeah I think it's like projected right yeah it's like I mean you're looking at me and telling me I'm gross yeah that's my body this is me yeah yeah like you have to love all of me you can't just love me when I'm not bleeding you can't have me (laughs) yeah 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 love the part of me that's sloughing off you know (laughs) it's it's kissing goodbye well i feel like what is what are the things that that are the like so like okay if period sex is a deal breaker Mm. then like what is what about it is the deal breaker that's the question yeah like do you think that you're gonna get sick Mm. no Uh, depending well we're talking about like when someone you know depending on their status but like probably the the fear that the blood is dangerous mm-hmm. is probably that that fear is probably like uh inversely proportional to how dangerous it actually is mm. and that you're and most people are probably not making like a risk aware assessment of like what bloodborne pathogens they may be contracting by like going down on you when right. you are menstruating yeah even though like i, I don't want to say that it's not possible but right mm-hmm. but i mean if you're i mean hopefully if you're getting that close to someone you are aware of those and you know the risks hope we're hoping that yeah if somebody if you know if you regularly get tested and you know your status like like if you like if i'm hiv negative and i bleed all over your face 
like you're you're not going to contract HIV. Like HIV is not like going to spontaneously <laughs> like uh, uh, like erupt out of like the combination of like my bodily fluids and your disgust. Like you know, and it's it's, it's the same with anal sex, right? Like people are like or you know, or like like being homosexual like is going to like make uh you know, HIV like spontaneously like appear when you rub two homosexuals together like, you know, like that's not No, but you know, really the, the, this is There are these assumptions, yeah. Or that when people if you if you like stopped and thought about it you would realize like what like what are you actually at risk for Mm -hmm. and the answer is probably not a lot especially if you know your status and are prepared to have that conversation and communicate it yeah and then the other things i think are like like some people say that it smells but usually when the smell okay so there's like whatever taste of pennies they associate like metal metallic things the smell thing I think is, you know, I mean, I heard a story from someone who was just like, oh, well, you know, I'd, found, I'd find tampons in the trash and it would be so smelly. And it's because it's a shoved wad of cotton up there that sits up there for a couple of hours. And that's the thing that's smelly. Like that gets smelly. Do you know what I else is like smelly is like, <laughs> a fucking used condom in the trash, yeah, bro. So <laughs> like, you know, like the fear, it's just about like uh, really assessing what the fears are and mm. being like, here are the facts about them and then if you're still not into it then that's cool that's cool but here's how i feel about it i mean yeah. it's like just talking about like you know because you can't force anyone to do what they are not into that's the thing that is you know? true yes consent so, is important yes consent full stop enthusiastic consent full stop. full stop and education is important so that we that's what it is. so that yeah. we know like like what so that we have all the information about what we're consenting to or not consenting to and I think remembering, our, I mean, I don't know, everyone has their different stories and their different journeys, but I definitely used to think it was gross, and I never touched my own blood, and I was grossed out by myself, and I was taught to be grossed out by myself, and then now I fucking love the way my period smells and the way my pussy smells when I'm on my period, mm-hmm. and it wasn't until I lived in the jungle, in the hippie commune, that, like, I finally touched it and was like, oh, wow, like, I'm not, like, I'm not melting, like, this is fine, <laughs> you know, and, like, I can keep touching it, and this is dope, and now it's like, you know, I talk about it all the time, and it's the best. But younger me was like totally like, oh my God, you know, this, yeah. is, this yeah. is disgusting. And like, yeah. of course you never want to touch me because I'm disgusting right now. Mm. But now I'm like, no, never was disgusting. Never will be disgusting. I'm good. Mm-hmm. So everybody needs to move to the jungle for a while. <laughs> Apparently that's what it is. And water your plants <laughs> mm-hmm. with by tipping your keeper. Mm-hmm. Diva cup. Never buy mm-hmm. red paint again. <laughs> yeah, no need. Splatter everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I'm okay. So another let let's let's talk about consent a little bit. So let's say that you for whatever reason don't like coming into contact with blood and you have a partner who bleeds once a month for 2, 3, 4, 5, 6 days. It's a lot of days. 7 for me. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um and everybody's different. So so I think this is like a really great opportunity to talk about the fact that like also sometimes we're like, oh, I'm on my period so we can't have sex, which is like this very like P in the V intercourse heteronormative like mm-hmm. focused idea of like what sex is possible. Uh, what are some examples of some sex that you can have if you're on your period without even like encountering like a drop of blood? Well, if you have a cup, I mean, if you have a cup, I mean, if, for those who don't know, some people still don't know what cups are. 
you are capturing all of that before it's even coming down. So like oral is cool. Like oral's pretty Yeah, or legit. like or like hand jobs or using vibrators or like other external toys. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, it depends how you define sex, but like literally anything that isn't touching your blood. Yeah. Yeah, that like <laughs> anything that doesn't involve like the the like vaginal hole. Oh, yeah. 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 Like there you go. Yeah. I'm done. Yeah, there's other holes. <laughs> yeah. So many other holes. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, going back to something I said flippantly at the beginning, like we have lot, you know, ibuprofen, acetaminophen, chocolate, <laughs> weed, mm-hmm. a nice bath, mm-hmm. exercise, they say, um, <laughs> <laughs> they say. Buffy, the vampire slayer, uh, and, uh, you know, binging, uh, and, uh, also orgasms are mm-hmm. really good. These, these are all things that are really good yeah. for cramps. By science. To be honest, I actually like when I'm on my period, I actually, my cervix is really sensitive mm. and sometimes penetrative sex just hurts. So, so, so periods can, can actually like period preferences can come from the person who is bleeding and not just can the person who has an opinion about the bleeding body. Blood's coming out, words are coming out, what you want <laughs> so is coming much. out, everything. We're just so needy. Chocolate's going in. Chocolate's going in. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, so, so I your, prefer so your, your cervix. Is, yeah, yeah. There are so many times when I'm not on my period and then I suddenly am because we're having like you know like really like rough penetrative sex and just like shakes things up a bit and I'm having it and then I get like personally I get really really intense cramps so I just don't even want Mm. penetrative sex so yeah clit is the shit (laughs) like clit is it (laughs) that's it clit is it clit is it so yeah so that's like a thing so vibrators galore butt stuff butt stuff butt stuff (laughs) I recently learned which is funny that I just recently learned this so your cervix like drops when you're on your period and actually apparently it like takes about 20 minutes of like being aroused for your cervix to start like lifting um so if you do want to have penetrative sex on your period and like you need it's all really painful yeah you 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 need need it you need 20 Mm -hmm. minutes of just like feeling it before Mm -hmm. that can even like is gonna feel good as an option yeah, even not on your period. Like when you're in a status like like this status, like we're sitting at the table, our you know our vaginal canals are like boop, they're like shorty little short shorts. Mm-hmm. And then when you like you know it's just like Daisy a, Dukes, yeah, little Daisy <laughs> Dukes, and it's just like wow, I just went from one end to the other, and it's yeah. Um, but yeah, when you're aroused, your cervix super lifts, and that's what makes space for a lot. So like like the people who are just like yeah, just like put something in there from the get. It's just nah. like. Doesn't make sense. All those movies. No. Yeah, no. There's no like, oh, we're so passionate. I'm just going to bend over. Mm -hmm. I mean, like, that being said, you can be aroused without having your clitoris touched. Like, if you're thinking about it all day long and Mm -hmm. someone's been, like, fondling your mother bits, like, you know, that's arousal and that's legit. But, like, yeah, you need that that clitoral Mm -hmm. stimulation in general before you think about putting anything in there. So, yeah. Clit is it. You know, it's so interesting that you guys are talking about the clitoris because, you know, we've covered so many things in in five years of why are people into that? And there are things that come up so often that I forget that we haven't given them real dedicated time. Clit? Hiding in plain sight? (laughs) Just the tip of the iceberg, baby. Uh, Yeah, so I would... It's not really hiding. It's just right not there. Hiding. You know the topic. The topic. <laughs> the, topic the topic is. Oh yes, 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 yes. yes. Where is it? Where? <laughs> um, 
<laughs> I found it. Um, I, Have you seen that gif of the person who's wearing the vulva costume and they're they're like, where's the clit? And they're like, oh, my face is the clit. And they're like so excited. It's me. Like, I'm, I'm the clit. And they're just like so happy. That's really good. It's really, really good. Yeah. So I would love to talk about why are people into the clitoris. And we've wow. already talked about some of the reasons, but do you guys, do you guys, what are your, what are your thoughts? Do you have feelings, opinions about the clitoris? Oh, so many. Just Where do I start? Best. It's the best. Uh, yeah. The literal best. <laughs> yeah. Um, it's, I don't know. We hear all the little status, the factoids about the clitoris. It has like whatever, double the, what is it? Double the amount of nerve endings as the whole shaft of the penis. Not like it's a competition, but. Yeah, but like, <laughs> you'll never know. <laughs> And it's, you know, I, I often hear this thing that I actually want to, like, kind of be, like, meh about is that, like, it's only purpose is pleasure. Mm. Like, you know, the clit is only whatever is, like, those only purpose is pleasure, which is whatever, cool. But, but that, I feel like that dismisses the point of pleasure. Mm. You know what I mean? Like, it's only to, just for fun, which is, like, pleasure is a really big part of just, like, like, even reproduction too like like you know like if you are aroused when you're trying to make a baby it's like a lot more likely to have actually happen um so it's a big it's useful pleasure is like also useful it's not just like some throwaway thing so like yeah it's not just hedonism it pleasure is healing pleasure important. is life affirming mm-hmm. pleasure is good for your mental health pleasure can create connection pleasure pleasure can like you know yeah, it, I just feel like it diminishes what pleasure really is. It's not just like some like oh, candy corn. It's like <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Halloween is still coming. <laughs> but yeah, it's like important. So I just feel like that when people say that, I'm just kind of like, it's also really it needs to happen. <laughs> yeah, you and know, sensation. Everyone is, deserves it. Yeah, yeah. totally. And do. well, deserve and, is a weird thing to say, but everyone has like, to have it. <laughs> it's a yeah. A pleasure is uh, like to. Feeling pleasure in your body is is a right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. I, I have lots of super fun sexual trauma and PTSD and all the fun things. And so for a really long time, and I'm like, it's getting better now, but penetrative sex is like horrifying for me and really hard. And thank God is that the clit exists because otherwise like I wouldn't be having pleasure. Mm. And I'm so grateful mm-hmm. and it's the best. Mm-hmm. And we're really good friends. That's amazing. Yeah. yeah. That's really great. Yeah, you know, I happen to have uh, on my laptop here this really wonderful design by this woman, Sophia Wallace. So I know there's a lot of sparkly things to see here, but do you guys (laughs) see this shape right here? Okay, have you guys seen this shape before? Yeah, okay, we've got some some clitoral. (laughs) Some clitoral. Yeah, Ben's seen it. Clitorate. <laughs> uh, what is that? <laughs> it's like an octopus with with a like like uh, electric hands. Yeah. I I feel like this. So the 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 sh- the actual shape of the clitoris, not just like as if it wasn't enough that people can't seem to find the 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 tip. Which is just—it's right like, there, it's right, literally right there. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, but um, but also like the the like legs of the like the, the clitoris is an is an organ mm-hmm. that like descends into 
your body or descends into your body. I'm sorry, it's still Halloween. Um, the candy corn. The, the, you know, that like ex- extends. It, uh, I'm not a doctor. It's in there, guys. And uh, and there are these like li- there is these like leggy bulb. I feel like in in my experience of of pleasure of masturbation of sex, I had always like intuitively known that there was more to the story like i've i've always really liked um like the crease of my thighs to be mm-hmm, rubbed mm-hmm. um which is really kind of a way of like rubbing that organ like through the um through the skin mm-hmm. and i've known from like from G-spot orgasms, the G-spot is, I'm of course, making all these gestures right now that the <laughs> listeners can't see. The worst. <laughs> <laughs> um, but uh, you know, I, I feel like like internal like G-spot orgasms, either from uh, vaginal penetration or anal penetration, has always like reverberated in in a different way than clitoral orgasms, mm-hmm. like like tip tip clitoral tipperal mm-hmm. clitoral <laughs> orgasms from like from like uh from like oral sex or even just like like being stimulated with a hand sometimes or a vibrator sometimes um but it really wasn't until this th- these like representations of the actual shape of the clitoris i feel like started to become more like popular and and used in like jewelry designs and like you see it on Etsy everywhere. Right. And, and you like, you, you see that it more in, in sex ed and, uh, and, and sex tech and, and all these kinds of things, uh, that I, I feel like seeing that, that iconography made me more, even more in touch with that organ in my body and like understanding it and like being aware of like, like, oh, well, I like have an orgasm that I, you know, feel like, reverberating inside me I'm like that's what that is yeah it was there yeah. the whole time yeah the whole time. yeah I feel like um I also hear a lot of people who like will be like I only like I mean it's very common that people will have clitoral orgasms first mm. um or like can only have clitoral orgasms and then they're like but I want to have a g-spot orgasm and they'll like try to be like it's better or you know mm. what I mean which I just like also I'm like boo no a clitoral orgasm is amazing it's great it's t- accessible you know what I mean because some people will come in here and be like oh my god there's so much I don't know what to look at I don't know what to go for first and they'll go for like a rabbit and I'm like hold on yeah like if it's your first toy just go for a clip vibe because it's so easy you'll just want to grind on it you can you know like it, it's the most accessible thing so that's why another reason why it's so awesome is because it's like look it's right there and also it's so easy to to get you off you know yeah and it can be accessed and stimulated without penetration so if mm-hmm. for whatever reason you're not in the mood to be penetrated anally or vaginally mm-hmm. that the clit's just like hey i'm just hanging out here <laughs> ready. Right ready to go mm-hmm. yeah um one of my really good friends uh laura runs this project called clitorosity and because finding out just like the full structure of the clit like changed her life so now she goes around and does these like massive chalk drawings on the side of the street and like draws the full expression of the clit and like we'll write something under it sometimes it's like what am i or what is this or whatever it is and you'll just see people on the street like interacting with it and sometimes they'll ask her sometimes she just steps back and watches and they're like it's an octopus is it an alien like what is that uh-huh. you know? and she's like well let me tell you what this oh, is oh nice and it's just sort of amazing to watch the expressions on people's faces understanding that like nobody knows what this thing is that like half the population has mm-hmm. Yeah, it's amazing and extremely empowering once you know what you do have and then how you can use it and how it can make you feel good. 
Yeah. What are, so what are some good ways to use it? The clit? Yeah. Well, the way that it's shaped, I like to tell people that it's also kind of like a tuning fork. Mm-hmm. So like if, you know, the way that you hit a tuning fork, it reverberates through the whole thing. So mm-hmm. it's not just like like mashing on the top part will be the only <laughs> access point. You know, I mean, like you said, like rubbing the insides of your thighs. Yeah. So like if you have vibrators, you can put them literally like not even on your bits at all, like on your legs, mm-hmm. and the, you'll you'll feel those transferable transferred vibrations. Um, so yeah, like vibration vibration is a really great way and like easy. Sometimes like people are just so like sensitive that vibration is too much, and that's when I say try suction (laughs) there's also suction toys Um, i'm very toy oriented because i you know i'm here all the time so like toy enthusiasts that's great yeah so there's also you know things like the womanizer um um that do they don't they don't literally like like suck your shit up inside they're not like a vacuum not like a pump yeah yeah it's not a pump but those are a thing too clip pumps are also like super awesome and cool um not only for in like enlarging (laughs) Um, because some people want larger um larger clits but also just for pleasure some some pumps are just you know just to have that suction um but the womanizer toys um they have like a little it just goes back and forth like this there's like a Whole, I guess what the they podcast like sonic waves I'm, or something. Yeah, like, uh, yeah. There's sonic, like a sound thing. Yeah, no, it is sound. It is, it is sound. Yeah. Um, I guess on a podcast, I'm like showing with my hands. Like it does this. <laughs> no, no. Um, <laughs> it's amazing. That's all really you have to know. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's a very gentle. It'll just be like and it, and it's some people think it's super intense because it is really pinpoint. It's like right on the clitoris, um, which is the opposite of like putting the vibrator on your thigh. Um, but yeah, so like there's so many options and on how to stimulate it and how to like. Yeah, there's so many things you could do to it. You can look at it. No, okay. <laughs> just yeah. to it. <laughs> yeah, and using a toy and your fingers or and your hands or a partner's hands or like two toys or whatever it is, sort of to stimulate like all the parts at once, mm-hmm. also is wonderful. Mm-hmm. Cool. Anything else that you want to say about our friend, the clit? Mm, call me. <laughs> yeah, I love you. <laughs> you up? You up? <laughs> yeah, the clit will never ghost you. <laughs> <laughs> True. <laughs> yeah i mean i think another a, another here's the only other thing that i'll add is like i don't i don't know if people realize that the clit how analogous the clit is to the penis in so many ways like including the sense that it does become engorged and becomes literally hard or erect you know so um and we have a clitoral hood we have like a, a actual you know like foreskin yeah yeah it's called Um. clit envy (laughs) (laughs) yeah so even even just like understanding like no matter what kind of body you have or what kinds of bodies you play with or what your um what your gender identity or the gender identities of the people that you play with might be. I, I feel like having that like empathy and understanding for, for how somebody else's body is analogous to yours is a really good way of understanding how they might like to be pleased. Now they might like, you might understand like, Oh, this clitoris is, is like my cock and I like this done to my cock. So I can just do this to this person's clitoris and like, Tina Horn says I'm good to go, but like actually people might like it to be stimulated in different ways. But when we think, and this kind of goes back to the period thing, right? Like if we think of 
other people's bodies as so alien from our own, then um, that's just going to be alienating, guys. (laughs) (laughs) And yeah, the more that we like celebrate our differences, but also think about the ways that we are the same, the more that we can connect, which is part of what I think a lot of us are looking for from hot sex. Mm. (laughs) Literally a connection. Do you guys want to talk about hair? Let's get into it. Yeah. So why are, we have done an episode, a, a Why Are People Into Hair episode that was a big, very focused on like hairy girl porn. Mm. Um, but let's yeah. talk about some of the reasons that people like hair anywhere on the body of any person. What's sexy about hair? Well, back to the time that I was living in the jungle. <laughs> <laughs> I found there's just like a lot of use for hair. And it, L- like what? It just protects you. I mean, I was living in a place that was the mosquito situation was wild. I got, um, what was it? Shishingunya, which is like a, re- whatever. Separate story, but my hair helped protect me. Cool. And yeah, I was like always scratching and itching. And like, if I shaved, it was like that much more painful, that much more sensitive. I mean, it was horrifying. And I was like, thank goodness that I grew up in Miami. So everyone's hairless there. And so all my friends by the age of like 16 <laughs> had done, uh, what is it like laser mm. like getting rid of like all the hair on their body Whoa. and I'm like thank goodness I never did that because now like when I need it I can grow my hair and mm-hmm. I have like protection mm-hmm. cool. so that's one use mm-hmm. yeah <laughs> uh yeah protection for sure I I can't tell you how many people are just like I mean you know we'll always be like oh they're like when they're choosing lubes they're like I'm really sensitive so like you know can I get a lube this and this and I'm you know, I always kind of want to ask them, like, do you shave regularly too? Like, do you mm. shave everywhere regularly? Because that hair is there to protect you too from like like bacteria going in and out. I mean, like, I mean, shaving is cool. No, no shame if you want to shave. That's totally cool. But like, yeah, it's just like your eyebrows that protect your eyes from sweat. And you know, what I mean, is that what they're there for? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they absorb all that stuff, and they sort of like are make this this little net. There's this little net. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. I just like I never ever shave, so I never, um, never understood. I mean, I never like experienced the like irritation. I mean, I do. I have shaved before in my life, but like, yeah, it fucks you up a little bit when you shave regularly. I think. Um, I feel like your your especially like underarms too. Like I don't know, you just get all these bumps and sensitive bits. It's spiky. I shave yeah. my armpits, but it's yeah. always, I'm always Spiky. annoyed about it. Yeah. yeah. And it grows back like so soon. Mm. So then you have all these like, I don't know, beards everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> beards in multiple places. Um, yeah. I don't know. I had, I've had partners who were obviously like, if you're they're, they're not into hair, I, they weren't even speaking to me. So that was cool. I had like a natural filter, which is really nice. It was awesome. Yeah. Oh my God. It yeah. Is, it is a net. Honestly, it is. It is. It protects you from assholes too, which is so cool. Which I honestly, like thinking about it now, I think maybe that's why all my partners have been cool with my period because they, were mm. they weren't like, ew, your body hair. Mm-hmm. I've had partners who weren't like super into it, but they didn't care. Mm. But then, you know, by the, the end of the, or whatever, like towards the end, they, were, they like needed it a little bit. <laughs> they yeah. were just like during sex they would like take a whiff or like like bury their head in my arms or you know what I mean yeah yeah you're um, out there converting yeah I was con- doing the good work <laughs> yeah so oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah yeah hair is great <laughs> always really annoyed when people talk about deodorant and and underarm hair as as a hygiene issue mm-hmm. um because I, I don't use deodorant at all 
Yeah, I use it sometimes when I feel... Uh, honestly, I only use it when I don't want to deal with people uh, commenting on mm-hmm. my smell because that has happened in professional settings and it's Say, embarrassing I, like even if you, too, like yeah. even if you don't care it's embarrassing mm-hmm. like you are an adult and you should know better and it's like anyway very frustrating but like um i hate i feel like i've talked about this on the podcast before i like like i will like make i will like make my partner like come like roll around on top of me like before they get in the shower like just like give me one last yeah, like one last fix yeah <laughs> before you like cover it up for society yeah. but um uh <laughs> but like i uh and i understand that like ba- bacteria can like grow in in hair but like i don't know deodorant hygiene issue what do you guys think this is really this is the talk now i don't use it either so i don't know yeah i i th- it's just so weird like you know actually i wanted to ask you about this because did you do you know madam gandhi yeah. Um, so Madame Gandhi is the drummer from MIA, mm. um, and she's a boss. Like, if you don't know about her, look her up. She's fucking rad. I just saw this video once where she was a rope training, and she was like swinging around these heavy ass ropes, and I was like, I know. It's <laughs> like you're a beast. Anyway, she did this like radical thing where she ran the, a marathon. I think it was the New York Marathon or some marathon, and she was free bleeding the whole time. Whoa. Um, and it was like crazy and blah, blah, blah. And, uh, and I think I posted about it being like, this is so cool and blah, blah, blah. And someone had mentioned that like, that's not healthy. Someone, someone had commented being like, that's gross. That's not healthy. Cause people are going to slip and fall. <laughs> yeah. There's a trail behind her of fallen people. <laughs> Seems like... Oh my god! Anyway. I mean, if you're in a race, that's a great idea. That's what I'm saying. You know, it's like it's like when I put like spikes on the sides of yeah. cars, you know, and they're like it's like playing dirty, you know. If it's not oh, it, against should. the rules, then you know why we not? We should design a Mario Kart game where that's like one oh of the cars. God. They just like unleash the flow, and everyone's just like. <laughs> but yeah, done. Yeah, done. I think it just it's just like it smells. Like, like, you know, now back to sweat, like it smells, so it, therefore it is dirty. Right. I think that people associate, like, if you can smell a body, that the body is unclean. And that is preposterous. That is, like, there can be, there can be many, re- if you prefer to wear deodorant, if you prefer to, to wear, to bathe in cologne, as we all know, some oh, people worst. that we pass by in the subway do. Um, but you know, but honestly, like it's, it's your, it's your body. You smell however you want to smell, scent however you want to scent, uh, bathe however you want to bathe. But like the idea that if you don't do that, that you're un clean or unwell and that or that also that you like you're spreading filth and unwellness yeah it's just like it's just i mean it's it's also just like inaccurate right i mean i'm like if somebody wants to tell me like actually like if your partner like huffs your dirty armpits they could contract (laughs) i don't know what like i mean i turned on oh my god oh no true that's a thing contract Getting off, yeah. An orgasm. Yeah, you know, contract. Anyway. Um, I get, like, like if you're a server, like, if you're serving food, like, maybe food is, like, a thing, like, I don't want to smell 
sweaty bodies when I'm eating. I, Although I, still I, feel, like, I feel like I see men serving in tank tops, but if women didn't shave their armpits and were serving in tank mm-hmm. tops, that would be a hygiene issue. Pretty, pretty, what's that? Oh, I feel like I nets. saw that once. Is that a thing? <laughs> it's like put on a little sleeve. So cute. That would be. That's that's ridiculous. I want to make it like sexy lingerie though, where it's like oh, fishnet tights, but it's like <laughs> <laughs> like a merkin. Yes, yes. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I mean, I think there's definitely a gender double standard. Mm-hmm, um, true. Uh, um, but yeah, I don't know. This is. This thing that I'm always getting mad at after uh, mad at mad about after a few drinks. Uh, Um, Jungle again. Uh, (laughs) Just like jungle book content warning. Jungle. (laughs) We weren't so like we made our own shampoos. Everything was like biodegradable, like cool for the earth, awesome. And so actually in this community, you weren't allowed mm. to wear any perfume because it just like wasn't natural. And then you'd have like visitors come, and I mean you'd smell them from like. 100 yards away and they would reek of you know whatever fancy perfume yeah it was interesting it was so weird where normally it'd be totally fine or maybe that would smell good but like in that context and after being so sensitive and like not just smelling bodies and nature as like a normal thing it was like offensive and almost i mean it was it was nauseating to like smell that but because it was there but like here we're just like you know we're accosted with all a million different scents all the time that yeah new york stinks yeah, so but much. you know, I always say I would rather ride on like a potent subway with just like the smell of the human condition than like get into like a lift or a cab that is just like overwhelmed with the like Lysol yeah. scent. I, it, it's it, it's nauseating, you know, and then I, I like, you know, anyway, so give me, you know, the smell of of bodies on the subway. I know I, I have a stronger tolerance for, for <laughs> I have a higher tolerance for strong smells than the average person, which is why I was so good at being a dominatrix. <laughs> um, but I, you know, I think it's like, it, it's, it's funny. Cause it's not like when, like, when I say that, it's not like I have a higher tolerance. Like I don't smell it. Like I smell it, but it doesn't offend me. Mm-hmm. And I wonder sometimes if that is ideological or, like physiological if like part of it is that some people are like more sensitive and like have like a repulsion that has you know i want i want it it's hard to have like a control for let's find someone who's raised outside of society uh maybe in a hippie commune in the jungle well yeah i feel like that's just so interesting to hear that like you could smell the clean or whatever the like the soap because like it's just all about the standard of what we're mm-hmm. used to, right? So then, yeah. so now we're whatever we, our society says that soap is good and sweat is bad smell. But you know what I mean? Yeah. So like when we smell sweat, we're like, boo, like you know. So I th- I think that's what it is, really. It's just all con- social, fucking conditioning. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, I think that's it. So hygiene is not it's not a thing. <laughs> but hair I mean, does tend to like, like hold, it more. hold in the smell. Yeah, yeah. definitely. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. there (laughs) do you guys have any any other thoughts about hair i always like to tell as i (laughs) okay another little story i was in the musical hair once (laughs) (laughs) um uh, yeah it's really funny because uh you know i was like you know pretty hairy and blah 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 and the director 
who was so weird. He was like a gay Republican. Mm. So confusing to me. And all all other people in the show, like, you know, they're they're pretty, you know, wild and free, but like they all shaved. They were like, you know, I I think I was the only like femme person who didn't shave. Um, And he asked me once, he was like, why don't you shave? And I said, like, oh, I just never want, I never wanted to. And he was just like, but you're so pretty. <laughs> and I was like, thank you. And then he asked me to shave for the show <gasps> because I would stick out. And I was like, the show is called Hair. Also, it's, I don't know if you guys know, Hair is about a bunch of hippies. Hippies in New York who didn't you know like shave also that's not the reason he wanted you he wanted to control yeah your body you know this well uh, the other people in the show too bought merkins whoa yeah lots of so loaded that's that's the story yeah like they were just like we're not gonna let it grow out we're gonna buy a wig so that we don't just like blew my mind whoa but yeah hair man I like to tell people that it makes my kick stronger when they're like, why don't you shave your legs? I'm like, because it makes my kick stronger. I really like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm sure it's really? true. Yeah, also. I think so, actually. Yeah. Totally. <laughs> Aerodynamic hair. Yeah. Um, uh, well, my, the hair on my head is longer than it has been like since I was 16. And I was like, I'm Winona Ryder. It's funny. Like, it's kind of like I have a new girlfriend because mm-hmm. I, I just like keep like stroking it and I'm like that's so nice oh it's me hey you (laughs) flirting with yourself yeah (laughs) Uh, because I'm just not used to it and I also you know I have a really good friend um who uh I I used to uh, do a lot of sex work with and she um has like hair down to her ass and she would literally like gather it up and like whip people with it or like use it as like a sensory tool and um and now I feel like oh I get it it's like you just have like a like a another like a sex toy that you like carry with you everywhere you go (laughs) well like that thing you said about changing the room like you walk Mm. in and your hair takes up some space in this way Mm. you know it's like you know you're like it's a part it's an extension of you in this like sort of like uh what's that word when you can move something uh Telekinetic? No. (laughs) Prehensile. Is that the thing that I'm talking about? Yeah, it's like not prehensile, but it's still a part of you that's extending into the room in this weird way. I just shave all my head hair off. My head off. I shave my head off. (laughs) Um, And it's, yeah, it's also like freeing in this way that the same way as having like a long hair that you can whip someone with, I think. I feel like it's another, shaving your head if you're a femme presenting person is another way to completely take up space in a different way. It's, yeah, that's like, really interesting. Are you sick? Oh, yeah. Are you a lesbian? Like, what's going on? Yeah. Yeah, that's fine. sick lesbian. Yeah, I'm a sick lesbian. Yeah. Watch yeah. out. <laughs> yeah, I might bleed all over you. Yeah, careful. <laughs> Do you guys notice people's hair when you're sort of gauging, like, how sexy they are to you? Oh, yeah. What do you, what do you notice about people's hair that you find sexy? Hmm. I mean, it's just such a, it's such a, it's so funny. It's, it's such fashion that mm. you just have to have. 
You know what I mean? Uh-huh. It's like fashion that you have to think about. And if you don't think about it, that's also a choice. Yeah. Right. You know what I mean? So like it says so much about you, the way that you wear your hair and have hair. I love ha- I like actually watch haircutting videos for like fun. Oh, wow. like ASMR? Yes. Yeah. Okay. I love ha- like just like seeing people get their hair cut and like, oh. yeah, it's great. It's great. I love hair. I like getting my hair cut because I, I like the attention, the like I love tingles. It. Yes, definitely. I love it so much. Mm-hmm. And it's also such a powerful, what is it like in films and in movies, like the easiest way to show an internal transformation is for like someone to cut their hair. <laughs> Natalie Portman and Viva Rendera. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yes. Or just like some, somebody. Like break up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> totally. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. And it's totally, I mean, jungle again, shave my head. And I used to have this like really, really long hair. And I remember there was this tiny like surfing village um, that I had like traveled to. What country was this in? In Brazil. Oh, okay. Um, and I remember like the last day that I was there, it was like three or four different men that had like either accosted me, tried to manipulate me into somewhere, like me asking directions, them taking me somewhere else. And I was like so scared and so overwhelmed. Um, go into like a little community, end up shaving my, my head. And then I come back to that, to the little town, like I think a day later. Um, I passed every single one of those men that had like mm. accosted me a week before and like none of them looked at me and none of them recognized me mm. and it was so powerful and part of me was like fuck yeah I'm invisible like I cut you like I'm good I don't have hair anymore <laughs> but then the other I'll cut part you like I cut my hair exactly <laughs> but then the other part of me was like do they think I'm that ugly that like I don't exist anymore yeah. like yeah, is but- all my power like is everything that is the world thinks that I'm good for is like is that gone now mm-hmm yeah, that's, I mean, that's, that is really getting at the double bind of catcalling uh-huh. in general and like uh-huh. harassment. Yeah. And like, what <laughs> a, fun. what a bum, what a bum deal we have that we are like, please harass me so that for, for my self-esteem and also like, <laughs> I have to like this thing that my body naturally does. I have to like make sure to plug it up or it, everyone will be mad at me. And like cut this part, but don't cut this part and like plug up this part and don't smell like this. And like, yeah, and also explain yourself. Yeah. <laughs> at every moment. At every moment. Yeah. And also like just please find where my clit is. Yeah. Yes. Well, if you are um, f- mad about any of this or wondering where the clit is, probably there is something here at the pleasure chest for to help you with that, for to help you. For to helping for you. To <laughs> we are for to helping you. <laughs> to help you with that. So as much as I want to talk about all of this gross stuff uh, all night, uh, I think I want to wrap up so that you all have time to enjoy shopping at the pleasure chest tonight where you get 15% off anything that you buy in the store for coming to wire people into that live. Um, so just to wrap up, um, I want to thank Ben who besides taking great Instagrammable pictures also, uh, takes care of all of the sound so that I don't have to. So everybody give it up for Ben in the back. Thanks Ben. And I want to thank the pleasure chest, especially uh, Ryan, who really is integral in helping to uh, to keep wired people into that live running up here at the Second Avenue store in the Upper East Side of Manhattan. And of course, my guest Ariel Agozi. <laughs> and Bahar Baharlu. Mm-hmm. <laughs> 
Bahar works here at the store. Did you say that you're the manager of the assistant manager, the assistant manager of mm-hmm. the Upper East Side store? So uh, Bahar and all of the wonderful folks that work here are always available when they are here and working to answer to, to uh to answer you know they're, they're they're not just here to do a wonderful job with the retail they're also trained sex educators and are here to help you find the toy that's right for you and and answer your questions and make up for the awful lack of comprehensive sexual education that most of us um probably got slash didn't get um and that's one of the best things about the pleasure chest. Like I said, everything is 15% off. Uh, how late is the store open tonight? Midnight. Uh, the store is open till midnight, so you have plenty of time to shop. Thank you for riding the Crimson Wave with us tonight. <laughs> See you later. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. 